It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm James Rapine on a Wednesday. Great to have you in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, the iHeartRadio app, my conversation with Joe Goodberry, the behind-the-scenes conversation that we do every single week, that coming up in just a bit. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals, and... Like I said, subscribe. Also, check out LockedOnBengals.com. I wrote some stuff there. You can check that out as well. And uh, coming up on tomorrow's podcast, by the way, I caught up with Trey Hopkins, Brandon LaFell, one-on-one. You'll hear those conversations. But today, we're going to do this every week. You guys said that it was it was pretty cool last week, so we're going to do it. This is my conversation with Joe Goodberry, our conversation before we did yesterday's Bengals film review, the review of the Bengals win over the Browns. If you missed that, go back and listen to it. After you listen to this, this is myself and Joe Goodberry talking before yesterday's show. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just hanging out. How about you? <sighs> nothing, nothing, nothing. I took the stairs, and that was a. Well, we're on the sixth floor, so I was like huffing and puffing. And uh, huh. so yeah, bad, bad mistake. Never do that. There's no reason to take. You're the in stairs. shape though. You go to the gym and stuff. It still doesn't matter, man. It's still worse. <laughs> it's still bad. <laughs> Even if you're in shape, I feel like taking the stairs is a bad choice. But. I know what you mean. I, I'm at work, I go have to go to the seventh floor once a day, and I usually try to run it just so to get it done fast. But, yeah, I, I hate myself at the end. Yeah, no matter how many times you do it, it's like, oh, well, right. damn, that sucked. <laughs> so, um, speaking of suck, uh, people in Cleveland think Hugh Jackson sucks. You think you think Hugh Jackson sucks? You can at be at honest. Some point, at some point, your record is what you are. You know, it's just, it's like the same with John Ross right now. At some point, there's a reason why you aren't winning or aren't productive or whatever it is that you're failing at. And, you know, good coaches don't go 1-26 in 26 or whatever it is. I, yeah, I just... Like, think about what happened to Cleveland. on t- Like, their punter goes down. Like, something yep. like that always happens, I feel like, to them. Like, they're in the game oh, on yeah, the road. They're a bad franchise, for sure. But He never know, should just, have taken that job. That's the problem. Yes. I think anyone who goes to Cleveland right now is just doomed. And I don't believe in superstition or whatever. But you go to Cleveland, and maybe their best generational player of the last 20 years, besides Joe Thomas, but Josh Gordon, and he can't, you know, and he just has a rash of issues where he can't play. And you get to miss out on that if you're a Browns fan. I mean, they just have. It just it never comes together for them. Yeah, we, they're, they're the Bengals of the '90s. It's just correct. at one point you're going to make the right hire, or you're going to change something, and it's going to click, or something's going to happen. They're going to draft Carson Palmer. Whatever it is is going to it's going to click for them, and they'll get out of it. I worked for the Browns on Sunday, part of their broadcast team, and they uh, it felt like that. Like it felt like the '90s felt in Cincinnati. Like I was like, oh my god, because it was just like the here we go again with the the penalty yeah. on uh, number eleven. I forget his name and. Just anything that went wrong, it was like, of course. Of course the punter's injured. 
Exactly. When you're a bad franchise or a team that continuously loses, it doesn't take much to set you back and, and see where you start thinking, man, here we go, we're going to lose another one. It could be your punter getting hurt. It could be a stupid penalty. It could be a drop pass by Corey Coleman. It could yeah. be your best player making a simple mistake, but the doubt creeps in again, and you're like, here we go, we're going to lose. We see some of that with the Bengals, but imagine being a team that perpetually loses like the Browns, and I see it with the Bills in Buffalo. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Those strong teams, those strong franchises that really believe that they're going to win something, they don't care if they have a penalty. They keep moving and they make the next play. If I'm the Browns, I take Baker. And you I take pick, Baker? And I, yeah. and I pair him with Gordon. And I pair, and I know that's not their, their only issue is, is quarterback, and I know Kaiser was okay the other day, but that's what I would do. You want a culture change. Position. You, you don't draft top five and even top eight, top ten, unless you have an issue at quarterback. So um, even if I thought Kaiser was decent this year, even if he plays decent the rest of the year, you look at the next group of quarterbacks and you say, if there's a franchise guy, I'm taking him. Yeah. yeah. So you thought Pepper's hit was – he shouldn't have done it? No, I just think hitting right now is stupid in the NFL. It it, is. It, it's so inconsistent. The flags are, are, are getting dumber every time. And it's mostly because – Everyone just says, well, he led with his shoulder. It doesn't matter. They, they flagged where, you, where it ends up hitting, and where it ended up hitting was, was Malone right in the jaw and right in the chin. Mm-hmm. And they're going to flag that every time. And I just think we, you see these hits all the time. The, the shoulder pads are getting smaller. Uh, the, you know, it, it, the surface area between the helmet and the shoulder pads is so small, you're going to hit with the helmet every time you go with the shoulder. And meanwhile, these guys are flying in like missiles. Their arms are to their sides. They're not, you know, trying to use their arms to wrap up at all. I just think this, a lot of it could be avoided, but I don't think they're teaching these guys not to hit like this because it continuously happens. Yeah. Yeah, I th- it was interference, wasn't it? Like he was holding Malone's hand. Oh, that's for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Th- that's like what they should have called Malone. because then there's no debate, yeah. there's no, <laughs> there's no denying it, and it's still the same result. So exactly, and it's a better result for the Bengals yeah. because you get the spot foul rather than 15 yards from where the where the ball snapped. Do you think that's stupid? I kind of think that's stupid, the spot foul. But at the same time, I get it. I, it's tough. For, for pass interference? Yeah. I kind of like the college rule. But you know what? The NFL throws, when they throw a deep, we're talking 40, 50-yard throws sometimes. And to give only 15 yards on those, you would pass interfere all the time. And I don't want that. I yeah. definitely don't want that. that. That's the thing, is you would just bail out. It would be a bailout call or a bailout hold. You would just do it every right. single time. So. Right. If it's um, A.J. Green running your beat, just tackle him then. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. By the way, all right. So, real quick before we we dive in, do you think uh, giving them any chance against the Steelers? I don't know. That's a no. That's a <laughs> I no. Mean, a, a, That's a, a no. Pitcher's chance, maybe you get lucky, but they have been terrible against the Steelers. Here's the problem: I just watched Green Bay go into Heinz Field, and they didn't get punked. And yet, I feel like every single time the Bengals play the Steelers, it ends up being kind of close, one-two possession game. But Andy Dalton isn't going to go out there and do what uh, Brett Hundley did. Like, this team isn't going to dominate up front like they did against the Browns, and that's the problem. No. If they dom- I mean, if they were competent up front, they would have a shot. I just don't know if they, they can do for that. For sure. And I think the Bengals are just way too familiar for the, for the Steelers. They know <laughs> what the routes, they know what they're going to do. You watch the Steelers versus teams that are worse, and, and not to use the phrase uncommon, but teams they don't play all the time, and they play down to competition a lot, and it's been a thing they've done for years. But with the Bengals, it seems they get up for the Bengals. And, you know, because of this rivalry, because they talk junk back and forth, uh, you know, they get into it. So 
I don't feel like you'll get a down game from the Steelers when you play it when you play the Bengals. And I don't feel like the Bengals can ever rise to be good enough to beat the Steelers. They just it, mental block or whatever it is. They're just not creative enough on offense to trick them. The, the Brad Hundley was throwing the wide open receivers, guys that were just blown coverage for the Steelers. You don't get that as much with the Bengals against the Steelers at all. Yeah, Ugh. It sucks because it's wide open. The AFC's wide open. You just got to win games at home. Like, because the last four games are winnable, too. I know. Like, if you beat Pittsburgh, even Minnesota, like, I know they're really good, but Case Keenum's going to give a game right. away. Like, Mike right. Zimmer's waiting for Case Keenum to give the game away so he can he can go to Teddy. <laughs> you can feel that up uh, there. I, I can't wait. <laughs> and in Chicago, I mean, that should be a win. Ugh. Should be. And yeah. Detroit, easily beatable. And then Baltimore is beatable. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, also on Megaphone. We'll get back to my conversation with Joe in just a minute. But first, a word from Draft. If you haven't checked out Draft yet, it's simple. It's pretty awesome. Fantasy football fans, if you're a fantasy football diehard like I am, you play every single week. Well, in my season-long leagues, I'm out of it. But it's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in real life, a real life snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes. It's quick. You draft the players you want for just one week. No worries about injuries. No worries about a silly salary cap. None of that. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. And get this. Your chances of winning are 80 cent, uh, 80% better than on salary cap sites. And new players get a free entry into Real Money Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code L-O-N-F-L. That's right. Play a Real Money game for free just by using the promo code L-O-N-F-L. And the best part is, all you have to do with Draft, go to your app store, type in Draft, use promo code L-O-N-F-L. Just search in your app store, go to Draft.com and come play Free right now. Promo code L-O-N-F-L. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back into the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in on a Wednesday. Again, on tomorrow's show, you're going to hear from Brandon LaFell. We might do a Locked on Steelers crossover this week as well. Uh, I think that's going to happen, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So it's a big week. Obviously, playoff implications on the line. The Bengals playoff lives rest on this game Monday night against the Steelers. And let's get back to it. The rest of my conversation with Joe Goodberry. And this was our ins and outs, our discussion about Bengals rookie wide receiver, the guy who can't get on the field, John Ross. I don't think the Bengals offense is that damn complicated. I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. They, But the Bengals, see every comment they make and how they treat outside players makes them think theirs is complicated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So to them, if he messes up or he's not sure, they're like, ah, he's not ready yet. When maybe the same standard wouldn't be if he was playing for the Rams or whoever. I'm just throwing a team out there. And Ross would probably feel more confident in himself because they're probably not badgering him for every mental mistake he makes or route adjustment or on-field mistake he makes. 
other teams wouldn't be where the Bengals are, and they're killing his confidence. Yeah. Ah, oh, you hurt your team. Like, even Mixon didn't catch the – like, he could have had a second touchdown the other day, and he just stopped. I was told about Mixon, too, that it, now his attitude has changed since uh, Hill's gone. Has it? Yeah, like they said, like, before, he, he wasn't sure when he was getting snaps. He was tired of getting one, one carry and then being taken off the field for 10 minutes, one, maybe two carries taken off the field again, and now he knows he's he's the guy. He's gotten over 25 touches basically over the last two weeks. Um and now he's like, all right, I don't have to break everything and make a big play. I can take this three-yard run and just, you know, take it and make it turn it into four maybe and wait for the next one to break off. Yeah, that's true too because you're not – but but that's that's the same thing with Ross. Like if yep. he gets that one touch, that one deep ball, he's overthinking it because he thinks he's only going to get one. Right, you better make that play, that means. When you only get a handful of plays, you better make those count. You know, they, they always say in, that in football, make your reps count. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're only getting three of them, two of them, one, whatever the case may be for Ross. And for Mixon, if it was only 10, 12 before, you're trying to make those count rather than, you know, play the position and do your job. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I do think that Ross would never get so fed up that he went to Mar- he's really soft spoken. I don't think he would go up to Marvin and be like, "Man, what the fuck do I have to do?" Cuz you know, sometimes soft spoken guys get get thought of as being soft or weak, so maybe that's just what's out there and it's not the case. Yeah. The thing is, I read his draft profile cuz I went back. I'm I'm starting to question myself. Too. I was like, "Did I just think he was good because he was fast?" Like and I re- I read his draft profile and it was like, "Yeah, plays with an edge." Um some call it bad body language, but if if the ball's thrown short or if uh, or if he's open and doesn't get it, sometimes he'll get a, like frustrated. And I'm like, okay, like I I kind of want that in a receiver at times. Yeah. So so it's like he yeah, has that too. edge. It's just he he doesn't feel. He probably doesn't have it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being the new guy at the new job, though. You yeah. know, you kind of keep your head down. You don't say too much. You kind of learn what everyone's doing. You you take the advice from everyone, and then it takes time to get comfortable, and it takes time to actually do the job. You ever have training not in the field, and like it's on the computer or it's in the classroom, and like I, for me, I'm always like, get me out there, and then I'm talking field because that's what we call it, my job. Mm-hmm. Get me out into the field so I can do it with my hands. That's how I learn it. That's how I actually. That's how I would develop. I would be terrible sitting and and, and learning. Oh, absolutely. Like you can't, and that's what I do. It, any of the jobs I've had, I've worked at a hospital, sales, I've done uh, the radio stuff, obviously. I've always let the person kind of go on the fly, like, all right, I think you have the gist of it, now it's time for you to go. Like, it's time for you to just get out there and make your mistakes. And that's well, yeah, the thing. When I with make Lawson, mistake, Lawson made mistakes. Like, Marvin talked yeah. about it in the preseason, but they still had him out yep. there. Yeah. Billings has made mistakes, and they've allowed him to continue to play. And I mean, a lot of guys. William Jackson. William Jackson has been really good, right? Mm-hmm. But he's been he's been burned. He just hasn't been beaten. He's been he's been able to recover from his mistakes and fix them, even in in the same play. So I mean, I want the same for everyone. And the more I look at it, the more I see young guys are playing and contributing with this team. The more it makes me still look back at Ross and say, you know, something's got to be going on with him personally that. He doesn't feel ready to go out there. I heard uh, from someone that Marvin thinks he's entitled. Like, thinks. Really? Which is interesting. Yeah. But even so, like, fuck, man. Like, if he can give you anything, it's better than what yeah. you're getting from some of these guys. So, that, You know what? This all makes sense, though. Everything. From a little bit from that, from a little bit right here. Just because... 
and I don't mean it makes sense for him what I expected from Ross. I just mean for why Marvin would be bidding him. You know, because everyone has said, oh, he's trying to teach the rookie a lesson, or it seems like Marvin hates John Ross. Uh, you know, if he's entitled, let's say, and not putting in the work, the extra work that it requires to be a, a successful rookie, um, that could be seen as mentally soft or mentally weak or physically weak, you know, and, and at the same time, you know, entitlement, they're, they're trying to break them because they feel like they have good receivers, even though I think we know they don't, and John Ross probably knows they don't also. So that's Joe, that's me, that's our conversation. Hopefully you still enjoyed that this week. Uh, it was uh, broken up into two little parts there with uh, the draft ad in the middle. Make sure you use promo code LONFL in the draft app today to get a free play in draft. It's really cool. I mean, it's a snake draft, so it takes five minutes. You get to pick your players, no salary cap, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play with friends, strangers, etc. I've had some success doing it as well, which... I haven't had in those salary cap leagues, and I'm not lying about that. <laughs> I've endorsed one of the, the the salary cap leagues. I can't name it, but uh, obviously it's tough to win money doing that. Not as tough with draft. Uh, this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. I will say this about John Ross. I worry that it's a it's just a mixture of things from Marvin not wanting him uh, initially during the draft to him not earning a, a spot, earning a chance to, to get in and make an impact. That being said, I certainly think he's more talented than some of those wide receivers they're throwing out there. And if they could get anything from him, like I told Joe, it's better than what they're getting now. I'm James Erpine. Tomorrow, I'll ask Brandon LaFell about John Ross. You'll hear that conversation. Talk to Trey Hopkins about the Bengals' running game, the offensive line evolving and playing a little better with each week. I asked LaFell that, too. He had uh, he was he was dead honest about why the offensive line is better now than it was earlier in the year. So you hear that as we roll on on tomorrow's show. I appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, and Megaphone. Until next time, I'm James Erpine. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.